y'all. Welcome, Linda, 90 Day in the Melanated Way. We are covering episode eight, not episode eight, season eight, episode 14, Into Your Arms. And it was a train wreck. But let's do some housekeeping first. Have to shout out my day winners. Uh, so shout out to, this is the wrong list. This is what happens. Here's the right list. Megan, Beth, Rebecca, Marianne, Ridella, Linda, Lydia, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, and Julissa. Um, shout out Allie, Sarah, Megan, and Beth are new. Definitely want to shout out the live chat. Hey, Annie. Say hey to Anne or Anjin. Crystal, Kimberly, Lydia. Hey, Cooch. Welcome, you guys. Um... Where should I begin? Okay, so I'm going to begin here. If you're not subscribed to our Patreon, which you totally should be because we are breaking news left, right, and center, and I'm going to give you a teaser tonight's show on some of the stuff you are missing. But if you want to support this page, Linda is so girly, uh, Venmo, and the dollar sign for Cash App, uh, Linda is so girly, please feel free a one-time um donation helps make this show be what it is so thank you all that support this show i appreciate you guys so so very much hey nia hey michelle shout out to you guys as well um this show is crazy you guys and i am first of all i have to say that the daylight savings totally has me thrown i'm like what time is it what day it is i'm in a pandemic am i not in a pandemic it's eight o'clock it's nine o'clock i don't know what time it is uh hey megan uh, everyone say hello to Megan. She's not new, but she's finally able to join a live chat. So let's give her a big love. Um, this show was crazy. This is like my favorite time of the season for 90 Day Fiance when everyone's just about to get married because the drama is outrageous. And I am 100% here for it all the time because it's bananas. It's bananas. And if you guys, hey, Ray Della, hey, girl, hey. Um, let me ask you this, okay? And I want you guys to keep this in the back of your mind. But I know we all had our favorites, like who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. This season seems a little bit more, I don't want to say dramatic, but a lot of the same fights throughout the whole season, which is something kind of new uh, in the 90-day world. But we've dealt with it. So let's just kind of jump right into it and definitely make you, make sure that you guys have your adult beverage with you and your questions and concerns in the live chat because we are going to talk about it today. First, uh, let's talk about Stephanie, okay? So Stephanie, and you guys, Stephanie gets dragged on social media so very, very, very much. Um, <laughs> I love it. Kimberly said, y'all, I had a date tonight, but I asked if we could push it to nine because I had to be here for the live. I love it. And because he said yes, Kimberly, he might be a keeper. So Stephanie gets dragged like nonstop, right? And it's because people can't really understand. Like people call her the new Darcy because she's a little like eccentric and she always seems like she's high or drunk or whatever the case may be. And I'm kind of here for it, you guys. Like, I, I'm loving her crazy. I think her crazy brings, like, the drama to the show, and it keeps me cracking up. So she is feeling comforted with Harris. Um, she's sad about Ryan, and yet she feels like she has a connection with Harris, which, you know, I have a whole other 
thing to say. Um, but he says he has lots of feelings for her. And you guys, before I even get into it, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's all a con. It's all of uh, all a freight friggin' crazy, crazy con. And I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. He's in on it. Him and Ryan are in the same family and that, and Stephanie has been sporting that family for years. And it is what it is. You are not going to tell me that you've lived with your woman for the last 14 years and you guys have three babies together, but she's just your baby mama and she's tired of you. Okay. And listen, when I say, when we talk about how much she was sweating bullets this episode, I was cracking up because you know what? You're only sweating because the truth is going to come out. You're in it to win it. And I'm not mad at you, but like, call it what it is, Harris. You got your sugar mama here that you all of a sudden you love her and you have all of these feelings for her. Stop it. You love the fact that, and we'll get to it, that she represents a better future. And in his words, hey, Jojo, everyone shout out Jojo. Watching live from the Philippines. I love it. Welcome back, Jojo. Um, so she wakes up, they're both in their robes. She comes down, he's already like in the kitchen being like a good houseboy, which, you know, I already have thoughts and feelings about that, but I won't go there quite yet. And she's like, okay, well, you know, I have to get a little bit of work done. She looks at her phone and her assistant Pam has said that Ryan's mom has called her workplace and is looking for Ryan because Ryan's been missing for 48 hours. Okay, you guys, first of all, calm down. He's a grown ass man. He's probably not missing. Um, and so Stephanie takes like all the dramatics and she's like, yeah, Pam, just block, block her, block the whole family. I'm done with it. From one call, from one call, uh, Michelle says, Someone said Harris is married, I think, in one of the Facebook groups. Yeah, Michelle, I'm saying the same thing. He has a full-on wife and three kids, but this is his comeuppance. If he can come to America, and I just found out from this episode that he lives in some kind of bush or village, which I find hard to believe, but we'll talk about that later. Um, coming to America and thinking that he can better himself and send money home. Listen, his wife is going to be there for it as well. So he's not trying to do anything. He even said to... Maria the psychic, if he could go there and tend the yard and be a bodyguard. Oh, and by the way, take care of Stephanie, then it will be great. Stop playing, you guys. Stop playing. Okay. He's not your cabana boy. He's supposed to be the man that you quote unquote have a connection with, and all of a sudden you might love him, but he definitely loves you. Stop playing with us. You guys are playing with the fans. I'm here for it because it's all nonsense, but. I love it and I'm here for it. So um, Stephanie says she needs a relaxing day. She's going to do a little bit of work. Um, and then she says to Ryan, can you plan something? Cost is not a factor. I just need a day to just not think about anything. Okay, Stephanie. Um, and then Ryan's like, okay, yeah, I'll plan something. You know, um, we'll do like something lovely that's something lovely so you guys ryan has unlimited funds available to him it is a pandemic so i understand that you can't do much right because it was it was the pen it's pandemic time 
However, his big plan was, and I give him props, he knew what her favorite wine was, right? But Stephanie's a lush. And so if you don't pay attention to what she drinks, then, you know, that's on you. But she drinks a lot. So that that's not hard. But your whole plan with unlimited funds was to find like a cabana and drink. There wasn't any, like, I thought there was going to be a private meal. I thought maybe they could go for like, I don't know, a boat ride or or a helicopter ride, or be like Andrew and take like a foot tour, something. But no, you just went from your apartment where you drink to the cabana outside where you drink, and that, that was your big unlimited funds. <laughs> oh my God, I cannot. Hey, Amanda. Uh, Amanda said she could have used a sandwich. Get some food in you, girl. Yes. And hey, Anne. Anne says Stephanie is crazy. She loves to have control. She does that with money with men from poorer countries. So anyways, they have their little romantic cabana drink time. And that was super funny to me, too, because listen she said oh he's amazing he always compliments me he treats me like a queen he knows my favorite wine and then she pours like a full-on bottle right so a bottle is supposed to be three and a half glasses but she pours her glass to the top his glass to the top hasn't even taken a sip and said oh you know go ahead and order a second bottle how do we not think she's a lush like how how can I not think you're a lush? Hey, geek girl. Welcome back. So they're drinking, they're talking. Um, and she asked them, she's like, you know, I know this is going to be awkward, but like, we need to talk about Ryan. Harris like, I don't care about Ryan. I'm not stealing Stephanie. I'm not stealing you from him. Um, I'm just going to show you how a real man should treat a woman. Yeah, okay. Neither of you are bothered. Ryan is not bothered. You're not bothered because y'all just want to make sure that the money train is here. That's it. That's all. Let's be real with it. Let's be real. And then he's like, I love you so much. And I want to be your, I want to, I want to be you guys with your body forever. Not, I want to be with you. Not, I love you. And I want to be with you. I love you so much. I want to be with your body forever. You can't make this up. I think it's hilarious. He's he's telling you, if you listen to him, he's telling you exactly what he's providing you. He's going to provide you some yard work. He's going to provide you the eggplant that you so desperately want or need. He's going to provide you bodyguard but mind you he's providing all of these things with your own money okay how is this different than your situation with ryan ryan didn't even have a real job you were his employer and his lover and his babysitter and his bank account and his personal shopper and i can go on you're just replacing ryan with harris and we've seen you we've seen you call harris by the wrong name multiple times. So, you know, I, I don't know, you guys, it's, it's bananas to me. So um, 
Stephanie says that she only has one more chance in her life, which I don't think is is true because she's what, like 52? She's 52 years old. She's still young enough to find love. I think that if she looks for love in the right places, that she will find love. But it's not too it's not too late for her. Um, but she feels like it is. So she wants to talk to her psychic and she wants to know if Ryan is open and amenable to that. Now Ryan says to her, Yeah, for sure. But to camera, he's like, Yeah, I don't know anything about psychics. We go to church we abide by the church rules and, and that's it, that's all. But what, what Ryan, or excuse me, and I'm calling Harris Ryan too. What Harris does know is that this is the money train. Whatever she says, I'm going to agree with. And so if she says psychics, let's do the psychic thing. If she says, let's jump off this bridge, let's jump off this bridge. How much am I getting for it? Do you hear me? Do you see what I'm saying? So good on him though. So <clears throat> 48 hours later, she's talking about how he's never, ever left his village. This is only the second time. So the first time, if you guys think about it, is when he met up with Stephanie and they had sex, right? Because he came and hung out and partied with her and Ryan. And if this is the only second time that he's left his little village, then that is saying a whole lot. Hey, Vanessa. First time uh, commenter. Hey, girl, hey. Comfort equals eggplant. Absolutely. Everyone, welcome, Vanessa. So um, I have a little bit of a problem. And I'm, I thought of Crystal when this came up because I wanted to, to know what she thought about this because we often think alike about this. So she said that he lived in the bush. Now, one of the things that I don't like about 90 Day Fiance is I don't like how they portray the other countries outside of America. And, you know, I understand that a lot of people think America is the land of the free and all of this stuff and the riches. And, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes that are perpetuated about America. But the stereotypes that are perpetuated about the other countries sometimes just drives me crazy. And and he could live in a, a village in Belize, but guess what? Belize is a beautiful country. And there are and are there poor spot, spots in Belize? Absolutely. Do people live in villages? In some villages there, absolutely. But guess what? There's amazing, beautiful, rich parts of Belize as well, lush and and open and just beautiful island living and the fact that they make it seem like he's like some wild person that has never left the bush country like they talked about like in nigeria just like how they try to make uh, binyan seem in ethiopia it kind of just drives me crazy and even um what's his face elizabeth and andre when they went back to his hometown and her parents calling the food peasant food like that mentality is just is super whack you guys and i just encourage when the world opens up for people to travel just so that you don't only have the stereotype that is constantly perpetuated about other countries it's whack um krista says wa talks about this on her reviews because she has family that is in belize and goes there a lot and it's not just belize though crystal it's it's everywhere outside of America, in my opinion. And I just think like, 
you guys are, for those of you that have not traveled a lot, you guys are being bamboozled and they're giving you the short end of the stick because it may make you feel like, oh, I shouldn't go there because it's all poor people and yada, yada, yada. No, you're actually missing out on amazing experiences. And I, again, I just encourage you when the world opens up, pick a spot and go and see for yourself. Hey, Stevie. Uh, Stevie says it almost looked like her psychic nodded to Harris as to say, welcome to the payroll. Let's get this money. <laughs> Facts. Um, Cooch says Belize is gorgeous. Radella says she agrees with me. And Crystal says she agrees as well. They seem to want to make America look like the most amazing place everywhere. And I agree with that. I just want to say one more thing about it before we move on. You know, if you think about what's going on in the pandemic in America and how many more homeless people are there and how many people are living paycheck to day paycheck, and if you look at the stats on how many people are unemployed, it's not any better than anywhere else in the world. So let's just stop playing around. Anyhow, um, they kiss. Stephanie makes this weird face like, did you guys see that when she like, it was the weirdest thing ever. I was like, what are you, are you yawning? Are you choking? Like what, what's happening here? Why is your face doing that? I don't, it was so weird, but whatever. Stephanie's, you know, she's, she's eccentric. Um, so they get back to the place and they're going to call the psychic Maria. And, um, she says that she can see inside Harris's soul. And I just think that that is crazy and hilarious. And y'all, he was sweating. Did you guys see? He was sweating bullets, like just sweating. <laughs> Jojo says, could you relay this to Stephanie? Maybe come to the Philippines, LOL. Aww. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. That's very kind of you. I feel very like I was having collar problems because this looks like it needs to be ironed, but it's just the way this sweatshirt hangs, I suppose. I don't know, but I appreciate that, Rachel. Thank you. Yes, Dominique, I absolutely agree with you. Stephanie is super funny and crazy to watch because she's outrageous. And yes, he was sweating hard. So he's sweating bullets because he doesn't know what the psychic knows. He doesn't know if psychics actually really work. So they're in the robes, they're having drinks. Um, and the psychic is asking questions. What can you uh, do to assure that you're here for the right reasons? And he answered it beautifully. I thought he's like, I'm always here for her. And as she even said, when she lands back in Michigan, he makes sure that she had a safe flight. When she gets back to Belize, hey, did you have a safe flight? She calls him in the middle of the night. He takes a bus and a boat to be with her. So, like, he's doing the right things. And I can't say that when he says, oh, I'm going to treat you like a real man is going to treat you. I can't say that I absolutely agree with that. But what I can say is he's doing the right thing in order to secure the bag. He's making sure that Stephanie gets all the attention that she wants and needs. So if she if he can be there for her beck and call, then that's what he's going to do. 
period. And if he has to say, hey, I love you and I want to be with your body forever and that works for her, then hey, so be it. So the psychic says that she thinks that he could be the knight in shining armor. She sees good things about him. And I was like, didn't this psychic say the exact same thing about Ryan? Like, I don't, I, I don't know, you guys. I don't know. I, I feel like the psychic, like, uh, and who was it that said it? Someone like uh, Stevie, just like Stevie True says, the psychic's like, hey, wink, wink, welcome to the payroll. Like, I'm not just Stephanie's friend. I'm her psychic. And she pays me to be her friend, which is another thing I want to talk about. You guys, don't you think it's a little bit sad that with all the other relationships, and if you think in the whole 90-day history, the relationships that we see, Stephanie's one of the ones that we we met, like, I think a cousin of hers, but we've met none of her friends. Like, she doesn't call friends for for support. No, she just calls like her psychic and people that were anyone that's on the payroll for her. And I think that's pretty sad. I think that's pretty sad that, that you're so successful in your life, but you don't have any friends. I think it's kind of terrible unless they just didn't want to be a part of the show. Um, I want to ask you guys my first question of the night do you think Harris has ulterior motives? Do you think Harris has ulterior motives? You guys already know what I think, but I want to know what you think. Uh, Vanessa says, I'm not sure how old Harris is, but maybe he's a bit more age appropriate, mature. Uh, Vanessa, I'm going to say, nah, I don't agree with you. I think that Harris is still quite young. Um, if I recall, he is uh, late 20s, early 30s. Um, he has a bunch of babies. He has a wife. He, I mean, I guess he could be age appropriate, 20 year age different, but he's a grown ass husband with three kids and he's not in it for, I'm answering my own question. He's not in it for any good reason. He's in it because he sees money. He sees America. He sees him thinking that America, like he said last episode or the episode before, everyone in America is rich. He thinks he's going to come over and become rich off of Stephanie, period. Exactly. Myra says, yes, because he keeps saying, I'll take care of my family. That's exactly what he says. And not even like, hey, I'm going to come over and be with the love of my life. And we're going to live happily ever after. Again, I'm looking for my notes, too, uh, to piggyback off of what Myra said. Um, but he basically says, like, he wants to come to America um, and treat her like a queen, but he wants to take care of his whole, yep, take care of his whole family, his whole family. And that means his wife, y'all, period, okay? Wife's in on it, too. Better life, happy wife, happy life. You're sending all the money back to take care of your three kids and your wife. Guess what? All is well. Um, Michelle says he's after a green card and her money. And Vanessa says agreed on that. He is an ulterior motive. I love that. And Dominique says he's into the money. He will say what she wants to hear. Hey, Lori. Lori says... Um, 
what is Lori saying? His only motivation is money, at least some of his family too. And Myra says, yeah. And he could probably picture himself bringing over his entire family to America once he gets settled. And Cooch says, baby needs some new shoes. And Krista says, he'll take whoever will have him. Tried hitting on Sean. Yeah, that's that's true too. It, that's true too. On Bears All, that is a true statement. Um, so yeah, you guys, I think <clears throat> it's kind of crazy. So anyways, Maria then asks him, what about the baby's mom? Like I see her bringing problems into this relationship. And are you done with her? He doesn't answer the question. He doesn't say he's done with her. He says, no. Okay. He says, no, she's fed up with me. Um, but we have kids, so I will not forget them. And then again, sweating bullets. 14 years together, you guys, 14 years and three kids. She is not just your baby mama that you live with. Okay. You can't, you can't spin it and say, oh, I live in the same house as my baby mama and my three kids, but she's fed up with me. Y'all, how many spouses aren't fed up with their long-term spouses after 14, 20, 30 years? Yeah, you're going to say I'm fed up with this person once in a while. So technically, he's not lying, right? Technically, he's not lying, but he sure is not telling the truth. <laughs> um, so... He then says, you know, it's hard here in Belize. He wants to make a better life uh, with his, with you guys, W-I-T-H, his family and kids. Um, and, you know, he hopes that Stephanie takes him home to Michigan. And again, he can take care of her yard, be her bodyguard. And Maria went for it. Maria's like, yeah, that sounds amazing. You look like you have kind eyes. And you might be her knight in shining armor. Okay, what the hell? What the hell, y'all? Like, can someone tell this woman the truth? Tell her, A, I don't know if you drink too much or whatever, but you're coming across as a crazy person. People think you like popping Xanax or like on drugs, all this stuff. And her reasoning from what I understand on social media is that she said that she's they never give you breaks when you're filming and that you film 15 hour days and she was exhausted. So that's why she comes across loopy. But the thing is we just see her drinking all the time. So like Amanda said, get a sandwich girl, get a sandwich, have a seat and maybe put down the alcohol for a minute. Crystal says, I question this psychic. She should have asked, so what's the deal with your wife? Why didn't you see that? <laughs> savage crystal savage because crystal if she gets right then she might not be on the payroll you hear me because if you think about it if she continues to perpetuate the lie and a harris gets to come over they can all just keep lying to her and keep collecting checks that's how i see it Anyhow, let's move on. They spend a lot of time with Stephanie this episode, which I thought was interesting because they usually don't spend that much time on her. But I think because everyone else's story is progressing, they had to give us some more like information. 
Uh, I agree with you. Lori says the psychic, psychic is discrediting herself very publicly by saying the stuff that she says. I agree with you. And Cooch, you and I are on the same page. The money stops. The money stops if she actually talks truths. And Stevie says she gets paid to tell Stephanie what she wants to hear. Those are all facts, you guys. Okay. Let me set this part up for you guys because I I told you guys last week, I'm gonna tell you guys again. I I only take I'll take it for myself. I was bamboozled. I'm bamboozled and I got suckered into it and I should have just gone with what I said originally last year and I've been saying it for so long. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you don't wanna know what happens like next episodes, then you need to like turn the sound down but I'm gonna be super real with you guys when it comes to Mike, Mike and Natalie. Um, so just give me one second to set this little part up uh, because I need to bring the receipts with me. Perfect. Okay, so when I'm ready to show you guys that I will. Um, so, Fireworks. Okay, we still see uh, Uncle Bo in the midst. And Natalie just feels happy. She feels relieved. Uh, she's getting married. It's April 2020. You guys keep that in the back of your mind as well. It's April 2020. April of last year. So almost a year ago today. So they're getting married. Mike also feels relief. He feels gratification. Uh, that the ring is back on her finger. And he says he's looking forward to getting married tomorrow. But the pandemic has, well, not tomorrow, in eight days. They had eight days at this point. So the pandemic has shut down their plans on getting married. So they're going to get married at the ranch. And we find out that the borders are closed everywhere because we're all living the same pandemic. And so Natalie's mom, uh, Nelia, is not going to be able to come to the wedding. So Natalie's crying, of course, because no one can come. And her word, she's going to have a Blue Lagoon wedding, um, which she is not appreciative of. But here's the thing. Okay, so, okay. There's so much I want to say. Uh, she calls her mom, and she's crying, crying. And what I love about moms, you guys, they just always know what to say. And her mom is like, don't cry. Believe in good luck. Just keep moving forward and not get down. And I just was like, oh, you know what? That can just be a whole, and not even just specifically about this wedding, but just in life and specifically in this pandemic. Like, we need to just continue to believe in good luck. We have to keep moving forward and not let this crazy world and crazy time that we're in get us down. I just thought that was a, just a beautiful moment. So I love what moms always know what to say. So uh, there is a stay at home order uh, the day before their wedding. And so uh, Natalie calls her friend uh, Svetlana and they're talking about like the wedding and Natalie was like boohooing because it's not as extravagant as her first wedding was. Now here's my first thing to you. Why does Natalie act like she's not like Rebecca and has been married a, a gaggle of times? Okay, Madeline, Natalie 
has been married twice before. This is her third wedding. So she needs to calm down. And like she said, she had the big extravagant wedding because her first husband was very rich when they got married. So, you know, she's been there, done that. And not only has she been there, done that, she did it a second time, okay, and then got divorced. So we all know, like, Natalie's end game is just to be able to say that she's married. It's not even like, hey, I want a life partner. I want a soulmate. She just wants to be married, period. And she's been married a bunch of times. And so it's fascinating to me that in the series, she only talks about her first wedding like as if she's only been married once before. Mike's been married before and she's been married twice before. So this is not brand new to either of them. So stop playing us, okay? So that's part of the bamboozledness as far as I'm concerned. Um, Megan's asking, how would Natalie's mom come anyways though? Getting a visa for her would have taken minimum of a month. Yeah, so they talked about that a little bit, Megan that they were going to get the visa, but then they didn't have a wedding date. So there was no way. So I agree with you. Like how would she have come? Because you have to plan to get the visa and you have to be approved for it. Um, Bradella says her mother likes Michael and has a better relationship with him than Natalie. Those are facts. And Jojo is asking, but the wedding was off on the day itself as scheduled. So, Hold your thought there, okay, Jojo, hold, hold your thought. Just hold your thought right there. I'm going to answer you. Um, so they're barbecuing. She's happy. He's happy. Now, you guys, did you see what they were eating? Like, what is that? Because wasn't Natalie like a vegan or a vegetarian and the whole meat thing, but he's grilling what looked like weird-looking burgers? Like, I don't know. Or maybe they were veggie burgers. Or... Or maybe, maybe there were vegan burgers. I don't know. But I whatever it was, they were on the grill. And then they just put them on some paper plates. And then they were eating them. And I was like, what is that? Because it's like a weird, it was almost like a tan color. Did you guys notice that? What did you think that they were eating? Because I was super curious. Because you know how huffy and fussy Natalie is about her food. That she was like all of a sudden okay to just chow down and not make a comment about what they're eating. Maybe she's made some progress. I don't know. Um, so we find out that it's going to be um, one friend, the neighbor that we just met last week, um, Tamara, Bo, and Teresa, who is going to officiate. <clears throat> someone said, Amanda said someone posted that they were crab cakes. Uh, Sonora said, I thought they were cookies. And Myra said, Beyond Burger. Mm. So Myra, I'm a new vegan and Beyond Burgers don't look like that. So maybe though, I don't know what it was. Salmon, maybe salmon burgers. Yes, Dominique, I agree with you guys. The food did look interesting. Whatever it was, it was interesting. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, Lori says, Natalie's mom is legitimately fantastic. Brandon's mom, however, does not know the right things to say. So they're eating and talking. And here's the thing that I thought was super interesting, you guys. So um, they're talking about the wedding and Natalie didn't buy a ring. And she said that she couldn't buy the ring because it was COVID and everything shut down. But do you guys remember that we just saw her take Mike's car that she drove by herself to the wedding store where she was going to buy a wedding dress? We all remember that. So she could go wedding dress shopping and 
freak out about not having a ring for three months, but she couldn't take five minutes of all those 90 days that she had to go buy her husband a wedding band. I thought super selfish. Like, I just think that's super, super selfish. And then the way that she tried to like backtrack it, like, oh, well, I can go on Amazon and get you something. Like, see, this is why I know that you're only thinking about yourself and you're only thinking about your end goal is to get married. You're not thinking about your soulmate because you know what? If it was me, that would be like one of the things I'd be talking about nonstop. Like, what do you like? Do you want it to be matte? Do you want it to be, you know, like, what do you want? Do you want it to be engraved? All of this stuff, what's your ring size, all that stuff and start researching and, and price comparing. But she didn't do any, she, and she ain't got a job y'all. So she had all the time in the world, but zip, nothing. She got him nothing. Okay. Uh, then they started talking about like the strip clubs. He did a little dance, which I thought was funny, calling himself uh, Magic Big Mike. And did you guys notice that she looked directly to the camera? So it was weird because it's like with acting, you're like supposed to be in the moment, but instead she looked to see where the cameras were when Mike was like grinding on her. And it just totally threw me out of the scene for a second. I was like, oh, why are you looking at me? Like what, what happened there? Anyway, that was just a side note. Um, but they ask Mike, you know, how are things? Like, do you think it's all great? He's like, it's great all the way around. I'm super excited. But then he didn't smile. Okay, he didn't smile. Then all of a sudden, you guys, they go on to another couple. They come back. It's the wedding day. And Natalie is the craziest I've ever seen her. She's panicking. She has like a panic attack. She's crying. She's screaming, oh my God. She's throwing things. She's calling the officiant on the phone saying the wedding is canceled. Mike changed his mind. I'm having a panic attack. I can't believe he would do this to me and I have to leave the country. Bitch, where, where are you going? You just told us 10 minutes ago that Washington State is that has a stay-at-home order, okay? You're in a pandemic. You said the borders are closed, okay? So where exactly are you flying to? But all of a sudden, they're trying to tell us, the viewers, that Mike went to the bank, bought a ticket, he's sending the ticket to her phone, and she's going to be able to travel when there's a stay-at-home order, the borders are closed, Ukraine is closed, and the last time I checked, Ukraine was part of Europe, and she said, well, I'm just going to fly into Europe and then figure out how I'm going to get to Ukraine. That sounds crazy to me, and here is where I'm going to drop a bomb, okay? I'm going to drop a bomb. Okay, do you guys remember what month it was that this was all happening? I told you guys earlier. I'll remind you, April 2020. April 2020 when this was all happening okay they're getting married or supposed to get married in april 2020 and then the day of the wedding mike has changed his mind and they want to tell us that natalie is leaving so they bought a ticket that same day for her to go back to the ukraine okay now I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. <clears throat> this is, I'll blow it up and then I'll show you guys. So this is the Washington State 
certificate of marriage in Callum County, Washington. It's valid from March 20th, which I told you guys that pre-taping, I believe that they got married. So March 20th to May 19th. So March, April, May, those are their 90 days. March, April, May, okay? Then you see Michael Allen Youngstus Jr. and Nat Natalie, and her real name is Natasha uh, Podolska. I'm saying it wrong. Where they're from, Washington, okay? Where she's from, Ukraine. They're both born in 1984. And now let me just show you the date. Okay, can y'all see that? Do you see what it says? April 15th, 2020 type of ceremony, a civil. What date is it signed? April 15th, 2020. Okay, did you see my receipts, you guys? And when were when was she supposed to go home in April? When? When? Is it after you got married? Or did you fly all the way to Ukraine during a stay-at-home order, during closed borders, and then turn all the way back around and get married that same day? Someone tell me something because I've been bamboozled, okay? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, oh, thanks, Michelle. Yeah, if you guys want to see In Touch Weekly, uh, does a whole thing about Mike and Nellie get married. But I've been telling anyone that is subscribed to the Melanated Way, our Patreon, I've been telling y'all these things since last year. Okay. So, here, if you want me to speculate what we're going to see next episode, we're going to see all this drama play out where, oh, my God, I hate you. I don't want to be with you. La, 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 la. And then by the time she either gets to the airport or down the street, Mike is going to come have a come to Jesus moment and realize that he loves her. She's not going to get on any pretend plane and they're going to come and have their wedding. That is what I predict is going to happen. Okay. And all of this was extra drama for the cameras. Yes, Lori, T, T, T. Um, so on that note, let's move on to Jovi and Yara. Oh, wait, let me make sure I didn't have any questions. <laughs> what did you do? Myra said an officer and a gentleman move. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what was my question? Oh, I already answered it, so I'm not even going to ask you. But I'll pop up my Yara question. Should Yara be mad at Jovi? Should Yara be mad at Jovi? So this Kaz guy, we ought to remember, Kaz is his single friend, and his single friend brought bought him that private dance uh, upstairs in the champagne room. And y'all, that was super whack of 
90 Day to not show us. They had the whole big lead up. The chick was sitting on his lap. Extra alcohol was bought. We see them going up the stairs and then we don't see anything else. We don't even get a peep. We don't, nothing, not, nothing. All of a sudden we just see Jovi. It's 1.30 in the morning. Um, and he's going home. And not only is he going home, he's going home hours and hours late. So he was supposed to be home at 11, but uh, he gets home at 1.30 in the morning. Yara's sleeping, but he wakes her up and she's packed. He's not packed. He, She's like, you smell like alcohol, go get packed. He's like, oh, I don't feel like packing. Can we just do it in the morning? I need to get some sleep. I'm not prepared for this. Okay, but you knew you were flying. And you knew you were flying early, so what? Wait, what? Um, so <laughs> she's like, you're drunk and you smell like alcohol. And she's super mad at him. And then meanwhile, he just flops himself on the bed. And I had to agree with Yara, and I, I, I'm curious what you guys think. So should Yara be mad at Jovi? Um, Stevie says, there's obviously no sex in the champagne room. And Redella says, boy, grow up. Michelle says, he acts like a kid. And Crystal says, at this point, Yara should have expected it. And Lori says, my 23-year-old daughter said, that's a terrible friend who sets up their friend like that. True. Um, and Amanda says, also drinking that much and not sleeping and flying and being a general douche is bad for your skin two days before your wedding. Um, so here's my thing, you guys. When he landed on the bed with his outside clothes, and I don't know if you guys call it outside clothes, but that's like, that's what we call it. Okay. That's, that's how I was raised. You get in the house, you take off your shoes. Okay. Then your outside clothes. Those are your outside clothes. So what, if they're dirty, they go in the bin. If not, you hang them and put them separate. But what you're not about to do is bring in all the dirty germs to the nice clean bed and the linens that we sleep in. Like you shower, you take your night shower, whatever you do, you wash your face and you're all clean and nice and ready to have a nice good night's sleep. What you're not about to do is drag in your filthy, dirty jeans that you went to the strip club where you don't know who, what, where, what, when has happened and you sat down, plus you went into the private champagne room and you had that girl's, you know, the goods rubbing and grinding all over those same jeans. What you're not about to do is lie them up in this bed, okay? So I agreed 100% with Yara when she said, Take those dirty ass jeans off of this bed. Well, she didn't say that, but I said that in my head and I agreed with her. So Amanda said, yes, totally agree with Yara. Go take a shower. Get the glitter angel perfume smoke smell off your body. <laughs> and Crystal said, yes, especially walking around Bourbon Street. And Amanda said, absolutely. So uh, Amanda, I'm not even proposed that, but yeah, his tidy whities showed a lot. His tidy whities showed a lot. We'll say that. And so, three days to get married, and it's the next day. They're in the car, and did you guys notice Yara's wrist? What I didn't notice about her before, she's got this beautiful tattoo on her wrist that I have not ever, ever seen before, and it's quite nice. But it caught my attention. Never noticed it before. So Kaz calls and 
they're like, yeah, we're on the way to the airport. We'll be there in 20 minutes. Uh, so we'll probably be there at 5.30. And Kaz is like, cool, bars open at 5.30. That's perfect timing for a screwdriver. <sighs> I gotta tell you, Yara has the patience of a saint. Okay. Your drunk fiance came home at 1.30. You're now trying to be at the airport by 5.30. So you know he, he has not showered. He's still drunk. He barely got packed. And you're supposed to be getting married. And you're pregnant. And your your hormones are going crazy. And your back hurts. And you haven't been sleeping. All this stuff. But you got to deal with this frat boy as well. Right? So yes, I love the fact that she invited his mom and dad. And let that be a part of it. But let's not forget that we're still in a pandemic. And so frat boy Kaz, who wants you to start drinking at 5.30 and still be drunk for your wedding. My question, should Yara be mad at Jovi? Hell yes, she should be mad at Jovi. I'll answer my own question. Hell yeah. Because someone needs to act like a man and grow the grow up. Grow up. You're about to have a baby. Uh, Raina, hey, Raina. Raina says, Jovi has no willpower for the strip club. But Rachel says he's trying. He needs to try harder, Rachel. He needs to try a lot harder. So Yara's really upset. She, you can see tears in her eyes. She's starting to cry. She feels like he doesn't care about her. Uh, she doesn't mind that he goes out and parties with his friends, but she just wants to be kept first. She wants to be the first priority, especially now that she's pregnant. And she wants to be able to feel like she can rely on Jovi and she's not feeling supported. And I totally, totally understand that. Um, so there, it had this awkward ride to the airport Jovi says he doesn't know what's wrong. He just knows that she's mad at him. And I was like, you don't know what's wrong. Replay the last like eight hours in your mind and I'm sure you'll be able to figure it out. And she's like, I don't want to hear your voice. And she just feels like she wants to go back to Ukraine. She's super, super upset. <laughs> Kristen wants to know who goes to Vegas for their wedding when their spouse is an alcoholic. And Stevie said, yeah, even his married homie told him he needs to take care of the family. Yup. So that's going to be a train wreck. And I don't know if you guys are not following the melanated way. So 90 day, the melanated way, you need to be following our Instagram. Uh, we posted a story that I'm going to talk to you guys about on our Wednesday show, but we posted the story of Jovi at the club, arms around a woman that wasn't Yara. And I'm going to give all the details on Wednesday because I have all the facts. I talked to Jovi specifically about it. So I have the inside scoop and I'm going to scoop it on Wednesday. Moving on to Rebecca and Zian. Um, yes, Amanda, I agree with you. She says, I bet that New Orleans flight from New Orleans to Vegas is wild. I bet it is too. So Rebecca and Zian, uh, they're on lockdown as well. And she's mad about Ramadan. And she's another one that I don't understand because this is like Rebecca's 
fifth. Yeah, she's been married four times before you guys. This is her fifth wedding. So I, I need to understand what the big deal is because, again, you're not brand brand new at the wedding game. You've been married a bunch of times. And you've also dated someone who was Muslim before who follows the Islamic culture. So you know about Ramadan. You know what's involved in this. And here's the thing, you guys. They've been mar married. They've been dating for two years. So why is this a surprise to you? What have you been doing? Like, I don't understand. So like, and I'm not married. So maybe I just don't know because I'm not married. But if I was engaged and we're planning our wedding, first, we're going to pick a wedding date, right? And so we say our wedding is going to be on this day. Now, I understand the difference is the K-1 visa because you don't know when you're going to be granted the K-1 visa. But as soon as you know, because we saw Rebecca refreshing her iPad every 30 seconds, as soon as you know this person's coming, then shouldn't you start planning the wedding? And why I'm confused about this situation is so you know where the 90 days fell on the calendar. So he knew and she knew. And she knew from previous relationships with Muslim men that Ramadan is going to fall in that that time and what that entails. So why are we now surprised that he's making a big deal of upholding his religious beliefs? So yeah, I know I'm breaking the rules now because I had to fly here because I flew here to come and get married to you. But yet you don't want to get married to me yet because you feel I'm pressuring you and rushing you and you're not okay with it. Like I'm super confused by what the argument is because isn't the whole point of this 90 days it, and I don't agree with Rebecca. The whole point of the 90 days is not to get to know each other. Y'all been together for two years. You should know each other already. The point of the 90 days is to prepare for your wedding. Am I wrong? Am I wrong y'all? Someone tell me if I'm wrong. Because if you're trying to get to know someone in 90 days and then get married, that's your bad, in my opinion. But if I'm wrong, please feel free to comment. Let me know in the live chat. But I just think it's whack. So um, she doesn't want to rush the wedding. She has no money for him to move out. He can't stay with her daughter, Tiffany, because they're moving, which I don't even get. So if they're moving, so what? Help them move. Be an extra pair of hands and then go ahead and, and sleep on their couch. Why can't that be an option? And so she begrudgingly is going to get married before Ramadan. Black, hey, Black Shelly. Black Shelly says there's something a bit off about Rebecca. She's immature and unnecessarily desperate. And hey, Sonara. Sonara says, you're right. And Crystal says, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just don't get it. It's it's bizarre to me. So, um. Ziad, being the 27-year-old, just kind of came off reasonable to me, you guys. So he's like, you know what? Let's just have a court wedding. And Rebecca's like, we can't have a court wedding. They closed the court. So even the courts are closed. We can't do... Okay, calm down. What he's saying and what he said last week and guess what the week before is let's just have a simple wedding, a civil ceremony. And then after the pandemic, we can have an amazing bigger wedding. What's the problem with that? Why is that not a solution? 
And it actually makes COVID sense to me. Plus, Rebecca, you've been married one, two, three, four times already. So, like, come on. Let's be reasonable here. Anyhow, he says, we can just have a simple civil wedding, and then we can go to Tanzania after the pandemic and have a big, beautiful wedding. I was like, you know what? That sounds so right. Crystal wants to know, does Rebecca know anyone with a stable living situation? Yeah, I have no idea. And Rodella says, Rebecca was being over the top. And Rodella said, at least she finally found some furniture. Those are facts. But you guys, you know what else is facts? And I was going to wear my sweatshirt, but I couldn't do it because it was driving me even crazy. But that big stain on her gray shirt was so distracting to me. So I was going to wear my sweatshirt with a big stain just to be a, a jerk like that today. But then I took it off like one minute before we were going to air because I couldn't even take it. But did y'all notice that, the big stain? I was like, you're on camera. Didn't the producers, didn't someone tell y'all? Like, she's got a big-ass stain on her her booby, and we're just supposed to stare at it and act like it's not there? That is really terrible uh, wardrobing. Speaking of hair and wardrobe, I'm convinced, you guys, that whoever does hair and makeup, because you know they do have hair and makeup, and we've talked a lot about it on the show. We've had Devin on, and Devin has explained that she, you know, she didn't do her own makeup on the show. But whoever is doing hair this season really loves pigtails, period. I said it, I'm standing by it, and I believe it. Because all of a sudden the season, all the cast is into pigtails. And I'm not mad at pigtails. Wear pigtails. If you're a grown-ass woman, you want to put your hair in pigtails, it's your hair. Do what you got to do. I'm just saying I've noticed a lot more pigtail action this season. And I'm convinced it's the hair person. That hair person's like, you know what? I think you'd look adorable with some pigtails. Let's go ahead and do that. Good night, Kimberly. Have a great, amazing date. Lydia says she is not surprised she wore an old bra to Bears All. True. Maybe she just doesn't care. I don't know. Uh, so they're going to scramble. They have eight days to get married uh, before Ramadan. So they're going to figure it out. Rebecca's lost her engagement ring. And Ziad gives zero, zero Fs about it. He's playing his video games. He's got his headset on. He's got a couch to sit on finally. He's chilling. He's living an American dream. And she's frantic. She's looking in her car. She's looking at the couch. And nowhere to be found. She tries to get his attention. And it just, it that scene, it was hard to watch for me because it reminded me of like a mom scolding her child. Like, take your headset off. I'm screaming at you right now. I'm mad. And then as soon as she's like, I can't find my ring, he's just looking at her like, what? And what? Like, what do you want me to do about it? And she's like, forget it. And he's like, okay, click. Puts his headset on and back to his video game. I could not, you guys. My fiance could not, okay? He could not just ignore the fact that my ring is missing and give zero Fs about it. We are all looking for this ring till I find it. You're getting off that video set that I bought you with my hard-earned money, and we're both in this together. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me again. Uh, so Zia doesn't care. So Rebecca has a tantrum and storms off to her daughter's house. 
and her daughter has hurt her foot. She's on like crutches. Daughter has real concerns again about her getting married. She thinks that Ziad has ulterior motives. Why is he rushing before Ramadan? Um, she thinks that it's just because he wants to stay here and she already feels like the end result is going to be um, him leaving her anyways. And you know what? I'm not mad at Tiffany for believing that. And Rebecca is even having her own doubts. And here's the thing. You're having doubts after two years. What does that say about your relationship? What does that say? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I feel like after two years, you should know. You should know. And you're grown. And you guys have, like, Rebecca, you've done this a bunch of times. You should know by now, right? But then there are some people, you guys, that get married a ton of times. Like, a ton. I watch a lot of true crime and a lot of these like people get married like six and seven times. So some people just like they date someone, they meet them, they get married. Maybe it's a little bit of that. And so there's no real lessons learned. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. I'd love to find out though. Amira, go Amira, go Amira, go Amira. I was so proud of Amira this, this episode, you guys. I was so proud of that woman. So my question, did you jump for joy when you found out Amira didn't get on the plane? Because I know I did. I know I did. So she's five days into her quarantine. Um, it's not just a pandemic. Um, there's also riots going on in Serbia. Andrew's like, well, don't worry about it. Just treat it like a vacation. And she's like, it's not a vacation. She can't even get room service. And she's scared because she's in a country by a foreign country by herself and she can't even get food. So there are days she's going without eating because by the time she gets outside, because of the pandemic and because of the riots, a lot of the places are closed. She's saying that Andrew hardly calls her. She's had no support from him. And he says that he's busy at work and she's lonely and she's full of doubts. And you know what? You should have had full, you should have had the doubts before you went to Serbia, Amira. And I'm, so happy that you came to your senses. Like, I'm so happy that you came to your senses because we then see Andrew, who looks unshowered, by the way. And he calls Amira, and just the way he talks to her, you guys, it's it's so it's so manipulative and it's so deliberate. And it's like, I wrote it down. Is he a psycho? Like, is he a psycho? Because that's Again, I tell you, I watch a lot of true crimes. You know, my degrees are, one of my degrees is in criminology. And I just feel like he has, I don't want to say psycho, but he has sociopath tendencies. And even in the cadence of the way he talks and the words that he uses, see how I'm talking like that? It's very deliberate and it's kind of creepy, right? But this is how he talks to her. And so... When he's like, if you did come here, do you think I would be a candidate to have children with? Who the have talks like that to their fiance? It's weird. So, um, <laughs> and don't quote me on this, but you know, Crystal has told me that Roseville is not the best of all California places. And I thought it was hilarious that Amira said the same thing. So 
you know, everyone thinks California and they think Los Angeles and Hollywood and all this stuff. And she says that she loves like Southern California, but he's in Northern California, specifically Roseville. And Roseville, you know, I've never been, so I can't say, but I've heard like nothing really stands out. Uh, so I don't know. Why are you leaving France again when you could be in Paris? Amira? Okay. Um, anywho, which is interesting, you guys. Remind me on Wednesday's show now that I talk about California and I tell you my Amira story because that all makes sense now that I just, it just came to my mind right now. Anyhow, uh, he's like, so you make these vague promises of children and I don't understand why you're attaching children to my behavior. You don't understand why she's saying we fight too much. You have a shitty attitude. You talk to me shitty. You talk down to me. You're not supportive of me. You don't do shit. Why I'm attaching that to not having children with you. And you don't understand why I'm saying you need to treat me better and we need to get along more before we even decide that we're going to bring children to the world. But what you're going to do is go tell your mama that I changed my mind about kids and, the, and that I said to you that you would not make a good dad. First of all, you and your mom run a daycare and your mom says that the kids love you and the parents love you and everyone loves you. I find it hard to believe. Unless, like Andrew says, that the whole 90 day crew is editing him wrong. I'm just going off of what I'm seeing on the TV. And on the TV, he comes off as the biggest douche. The biggest douche. That seems crazy. Um, Lydia says he sounds like Colt. Crystal says he comes off as patronizing and also agrees with Lydia. He's exactly like Colty. Megan says, I'm not a fan of Andrew, but when you work with kids all day, you start to talk like that. Crystal says, Roseville ain't it, girl. She dodged a bullet. Um, and Black Shelly said, I was shouting, yes, 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 in my living room. I'm so glad she didn't go. Uh, Rodella says, yep, it's suburb of Sacramento, but even though I love it, not much going on in Sacramento either. I love Sacramento, actually. I spent like four months in my previous life, not living, but staying in Sacramento. And they did pre-pandemic, you know, this is before, uh, a first Fridays that I absolutely fell in love with. And I don't know, I kind of, it's like a big city, small town mentality. I kind of liked it. I, I was digging Sacramento for a bit there. And you can actually afford to buy a house in Sacramento. So I think that's kind of cool too. Anyhow, um, Amira wants Andrew to behave better and not fight all the time. And he took it as her saying that he wasn't father material. And the next thing we know, it's five days before the visa is supposed to expire. It's the day she's supposed to get on the plane and she's supposed to arrive that night. And he finds out that um, Amira didn't get on the plane. And that's where they left it. And I was screaming. I was like, 
Yes! But I already knew this was going to happen. And we talked about it in News and Gossip, you guys. But for me to actually see that moment, I was super, super happy about it. What about you guys? Let me know in the comments if you were happy as well. Um, last but not least is Tariq and Hazel. The first thing I want to say about Tariq and Hazel is this. Could someone please come get your boy Tariq? I don't know if there's any barbers watching. I don't know if anyone knows a hair person in Virginia Beach. I just need someone to come and go ahead and get that fade all the way down. That fade, just go ahead and shave that whole bald spot all the way down because you brushing the bald spot is driving me crazy. And, and the shine and the light on some of your head and the all of your head, just go ahead. You know how sexy it would look, Tariq, is if you just made all of that one level. And so there's not hair here, hair here, and no hair here, and a little bit hair here. Um, just go ahead and handle that. Go ahead and get that fade all the way done and like just do it. And then I'm telling you, that clean look is gonna look so much better on you. It's gonna it's not gonna look spotty. Just do it. So someone come get your boy in Virginia Beach. Go ahead and handle that. Cause this ain't it. Anyhow, they're still fighting. Uh, they're meeting up with uh, his bestie, Angela. And I have to say that Angela is my new favorite supporting character. You know, she came with the business and she was not messing around. So it was super awkward. Hazel was feeling sad. You could tell like the tension. Uh, hey, Einstein, oh, Einstein of rap, welcome. You finally made it. Everyone welcome Einstein of rap. Um, Lydia said, love the friend. She said, I'm straight. Megan says, his friend needs her own show. She talks facts for real. So super awkward. They're talking about like shoes and dresses. Am I? Black Shelly says, I'm throwing major shade tonight. It might be because I've, I've had too much, like the time zone difference. The leap ahead business is like messed me up. I don't know, but Black Shelly, if you came to the news and gossip show on Wednesdays, this is how I always talk. I'm just like, usually I'm like more like chill on the free shows, but on our subscribe shows, I I'm uh, <laughs> I'm 100 with it. So anyhow. They're still fighting. It's super awkward. And Angela is not for, here for it. She's trying to like be happy and light, talk about the shoes and wearing blue and all of this stuff. And Hazel just seems so sad and like just really disappointed. Now, here's what I'm going to say about Tariq. So we find out that after Minty, Tariq is additionally talking to another woman. And as you guys know, Tariq is the one that has wanted this thruple this whole time. And I've already given you my opinion on this, but I think that he thinks it's an open invitation for him to invite any woman of his choosing into the relationship. He's wanted Minty, but because Hazel hates Minty, 
he's now searching on his own for someone that he wants to be the third person because it is about him. This is about him, you guys. He wants to have his wife and his woman and he wants his wife to be okay with him having a wife and a woman. And because she's quote unquote bisexual, it's like the perfect thing for him. However, the way he's doing it being super shady is the issue, right? Because now she's finding out that there's some random chick that he's been talking to in the Philippines. He says for eight years online, they've never met yet. She's blowing up your phone and you're still taking her calls. You don't even know her. You ain't met her. So why are you disrespecting your fiance like that? And that's what Angela said. Angela's like, she shouldn't be calling your phone like that. You're full of crap. You need to cut this off. You should have been done cut it off. What's the problem? Uh, Einstein, a wrap. Uh, message me. I can help you have Discovery Plus. You just need to get a VPN and you can watch all the Discovery Plus you want, but we can talk about that another time. Um, so, Hazel's like, you know, I'm. Angela says, Hazel moved all across the world for you. And if she feels uncomfortable about you talking to this woman, then just cut her off because guess what? She changed her whole life for you. And the fact that you were open to perhaps cheating is not a good thing. So you need to cut all this side stuff that you're doing off. Uh, Liz, do you know how many episodes are left in the season? Um, I don't know exactly, but I do know that it's an extended season. Um, again, you guys, I keep talking about my Wednesday show because that's where I spill all the tea and gossip. We did learn. Uh, I don't know, you guys. One of my subscribers, Lydia or Raydella, I think I told you, or Crystal, whoever, I think I told you in January that we found out it's going to be an extended season. So I guess I'll tell you all as well. They're extending the season. So I wouldn't be surprised. We're in March right now that this season goes all the way until the new season of Happily Ever After, which starts in April. So that's how extended I think it might be. Anyways, um, Angela put Tariq in his place. Tariq didn't actually really feel guilty about it. He didn't really see what he had done wrong, which I think is really important for us to remember because those are cheating behaviors and they should be red flags. However, what he does do is he creates this romantic night in for Hazel with flowers and champagne and candles. And he re-proposes to her and gives her a gift. And I thought the gift was actually really sweet. It's a family board um, with all their pictures on it. So Harry, um, his picture, her picture, daughter's picture, like everyone. But it raised a question to me. Has have we seen this? Because I don't remember seeing it, you guys. So help me out if you, you remember seeing it. But has Tariq actually met her son, Harry? Have we seen them interact? Because it was weird. The photos were like him and, his, him and his daughter, her and her son, then the two of them together, and then just him and just her. But not like all of them. I don't know. It was a little weird. 
Um, yeah, Raydell is only a few weeks. I think they heard. Yeah, I told you guys. The tell-all, they filmed it. They filmed it. Oh, it must be like at least three or four weeks ago. They were all in L.A. This whole season's cast, except for a couple. Um, remember, we talked about it. A news and gossip. They filmed the tell-all already. So, yes, everything I'm telling you guys is true. Extended season. We'll watch the tell-all mid-April, and we'll start Happily Ever After. With Happily Ever After, we'll also see Pillow Talk. Yes, it will be on TLC. For you guys that don't have Discovery Plus, you can start to see the new season with no issues. All right, then. Um, he has on a suit. I know I talked about male baldness, but I, I don't know. It must have really bothered me because, again, it shows up in my notes. But he reproposes. There's a chocolate fondue, strawberries, Hazel knows her man. She's like, did you wash the strawberries before you put those dirty strawberries in my mouth? Um, and then I don't know why they're outside and he carries her to go do the biz. But what I wanted to ask you guys too, if you notice, did you guys notice when Hazel came down the staircase for the romantic night in the pictures on the wall and how they were like at a weird angle and I think Tariq was thinking, like, as you go up the stairs like this, you'd be looking at them like this. It was really super weird. Did anyone else notice that? I kept, like, I got distracted this episode by weird stuff. I don't know where my mind was, but Tariq's um, hair, Rebecca's stain, the pictures on the wall, like, they were all super distracting to me. I don't know why. But I love the episode. I love the drama. But there were things that just stood out to me that were very bizarre. Um, Michelle says that she's seen Hazel's son, Harry, interact with Tariq. Yeah, I just don't remember it. And I've been covering the show since season one. I just don't remember them interacting, but it's quite possible. I'm going to look it up because I don't, I don't remember them. Yeah, Riddell, I don't remember seeing her son with Tariq at all, even when uh, he proposed to her the first time around. Anyways, uh, that was the show, you guys. And it was delightful. It was full of crazy drama. And the thing is, you guys, did you see the preview for next week? I was dying. I was like, is that Harris climbing a coconut tree? And on that note, thank you so much for, for watching, you guys. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you give it a thumbs up and a heart. If you're watching on face on um, YouTube, please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. It really does uh, help me a lot. And uh, make sure you're following 90 Day, The Melanated Way, all across social media. We are breaking news. I'm holding on to this Amira story that I'm dying to release, you guys. But I'm just, for some reason, I feel like I need to hold on it onto it for like a few more days. It's explosive, and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, but tomorrow, same time, same place, we're going to be doing 90 Day Bears All, and it's a doozy, y'all. Angela, Soldier Boy, the drama. I am here for it. Thanks so much for walk, uh, watching. Think about supporting Linda So Girly, Venmo, Cash App. It makes the show possible. I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye for now.